O sweetest Father, when the human race lay sick through the sin of Adam, you sent it a physician, the sweet and lovable word, your Son, Jesus. These are the words of St. Catherine of Siena, the great mystic of the Middle Ages. And they echo one of the most famous passages of Scripture, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 16. God loved the world so much that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not be lost, but may have eternal life. He gave his only Son, sent him among us as our Saviour, our Teacher, our way to the Father. He sent him into the world, but the world wasn't ready for him, wasn't willing to come to him, believe in him, and receive the life he came to bring. And so he was betrayed. God gave his son, and he was betrayed. And St. Paul tells us when that rejection and betrayal reached its pinnacle, at the Last Supper, on the night before he suffered, as he was giving us the Holy Eucharist. The Father gave us his Son, and the Son, Jesus, gives us himself in the Holy Eucharist. And the context is within the betrayal of Judas and the imminent abandonment of Christ by his weak disciples whom he loved. At Mass, We often hear a reminder of that just before the words of consecration, especially in Eucharistic prayer 2 and 3. On the night he was betrayed, the words are, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. He took the chalice of wine. And he who was given to us by the Father tells his disciples, take and eat, take, and drink. The Holy Eucharist is the supreme gift of Christ's love because the Holy Eucharist, the Holy Communion we receive, is Christ himself, the God who is love. St. Augustine wrote, I dare to say that God, though he is almighty, could not give us more. Though he is all-wise, knows not how to give us more. Though he is all rich, has not more to give than himself in the Holy Eucharist. At every Mass, we hear, gave it to his disciples. Now, in the context of the Last Supper, they were all his disciples, but one of them was the betrayer a disciple in name only, but with a life and soul not willing to follow Jesus' way and teaching. All the disciples were weak and sinful. Just how weak and sinful was about to become very obvious in the hours after the Last Supper. But one had a heart not open to being led by Christ. That one should not have taken the gift of the Eucharist. For the one who is not united in heart and soul with Jesus should not seek to be united in Holy Communion with him. This is what Judas did. 
but with tragic consequences. None of the disciples were perfect. They didn't need to be perfect to receive the Eucharist. But they did want to be like Christ, and they did want to turn away from the things which were not compatible with life as a committed disciple. Today, on Corpus Christi, the whole church has the opportunity to show her appreciation for such a great gift. We each should take the opportunity to make some act, however small or simple, of love and adoration towards the Lord Jesus present in the most blessed sacrament. But should we not also make some reparation to him for the many ways in which our Eucharistic Jesus is betrayed, disrespected, blasphemed, neglected, and even received in our own day by those who have no problem betraying him, betraying Christian values? Now, don't get me wrong. Every one of us betrays Jesus in some way when we sin. But let us never be content to stay in that state. St. Catherine of Siena said, It is human to sin, but diabolic to persist in sin. On this feast of Corpus Christi, let us remember how immense is the gift we receive in the Holy Eucharist and how we should make sure to prepare our hearts and souls well to welcome him.